Your Sexual Self Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Main, awesome wife and dog mom for life. I'm a sex therapist turned sex coach, and I run a successful business selling relationship enhancement products. I absolutely love talking about all things sex. So you can expect this podcast to explore all things related to women's sexual health because that's what I'm here for. I'm here to help you discover and embrace what brings you pleasure so that you can own your sexual self. If that sounds good to you, then keep listening and let's fucking do this. All right, y'all, welcome back to the Owning Your Sexual Self podcast. This topic is near and dear to my heart because, as y'all know, I came from that sex therapy background and sexual desire, especially for women, is the number one thing that women would come to me and ask questions about. And there's also this thing called desire discrepancy, which is the number one thing that couples would come and see a sex therapist or a sex counselor for. And let me just say, (laughs) and you already know by listening to this podcast, or I'm also live recording on Clubhouse right now, um, which if you're not on yet on Clubhouse, definitely check out this app. It's it's an amazing audio only social media platform, and it's really great for networking and meeting people in your community and just talk talking about stuff and and talking about hot topics or getting information on hot topics. So I'm, I'm killing two birds with one stone right now. So I'm recording this podcast and I'm live on Clubhouse. And if you're in on the Clubhouse thing, there's going to be a live Q&A at the, at the end of this. So I'm excited for that. But anyways, if you're new to listening to this podcast or you're listening on Clubhouse, I am a cusser. So here it is. This is my thought on desire. Desire is a motherfucker. All right. It is a motherfucker, especially if you're a vulva owner and you're listening to this episode right now, you have likely struggled with desire at some point in your life. And I am shocked that it has even taken me this long to create a podcast episode just about desire. I'm pretty sure it has come in in the majority of my podcast recordings with just kind of sprinkling in information about desire and how it is such a struggle for us and really working to normalize this for listeners because it is. It is something that is that is going to change throughout our entire lifespan. So that's my first set of normalizing this for you all. Desire is a motherfucker, all right? So if you've ever experienced struggles with desire in the past, just know that there are ways that we can help manage this, help increase desire, And if you're someone listening and you have never struggled with desire, if you're someone that you feel is always having sex on the brain and always wanting sex and always in that arousal state, then awesome. That's great too. I want to normalize that as well because there are people out there that experience both sides of this desire spectrum, if you will. Uh, But just know, again, with our lifespan, desire is something that can change for so many different things. It can change because of our hormone levels. It can change because of medications that we're on, the stressors that are in our life, literally so many things. And so if you, I want to just really clarify the difference between desire and arousal, because a lot of times we use these things interchangeably and most people I think think that they're the same thing, but really they're, they're actually quite different. So Desire is the emotion of actually wanting to have sex. 
So you have that desire like, hmm, yeah, I think that I would like to fuck right now. Great. Um, And then you have arousal that is the actual physical changes that our bodies go through when we are sexually excited. All right, so if you've ever been to a pure romance party with me or you've listened to this podcast before, I talk extensively about the changes that our body goes through when we are in that arousal state. And so, you know, your cervix moves back, vaginal walls expanding, starting to self-lubricate, nipples harden, breath starts to get a little bit more increased. Those are, those are the physical changes that I'm talking about. And those essentially happen to make sex more comfortable and enjoyable for us. So here's the other thing that's really important for all to know when it comes to desire. There, there is a huge difference between wanting to have sex and being physically aroused. All right, so it's also possible that we can feel physically aroused without actually wanting to have sex. Please let that set in for a minute. It is possible to feel physically aroused without wanting to have sex. So, for instance, you could be watching a TV show, a movie, something, and people are having sex on the TV, and that might start to physically arouse you. That does not necessarily mean that you want to act on that that arousal by having sex or masturbating or whatever it is. So there's a really big difference. And same thing, we can feel, we can also feel that desire without actually wanting to have sex. So, and and I want to normalize this too, because there is something that is um, termed asexual and that those are people, humans that just don't have an interest in sex at all. They do not want to engage in any sort of sexual behaviors at all. So they aren't experiencing any desire. They aren't experiencing any arousal. And think of this as more of a sexual orientation, if you will. So somebody that is heterosexual like myself, I'm attracted to men. Somebody that is bisexual is attracted to male and female. Then you have the asexual people that, again, they're just not, they don't experience that attraction at all. So we're doing a lot of normalization on this podcast episode today because I think that there's so much power behind that. And especially for women, education, especially sexual education, can be, in my opinion, one of the most liberating things for us to experience and for us to feel and understand. When we can learn more about our bodies and why we might be experiencing some of the things that we do, there's so much power behind that. And that can, that can instill so much more sexual confidence in ourselves. And this, this, this is my shit, y'all. <laughs> this, is the, this is the reason why I do the work that I do. I love talking about this. And I love when, you, when I can provide this information to people and they can experience that, what I like to call that light bulb moment where they're like, oh, okay, I am not abnormal. I'm not the only one experiencing this. If you're just tuning in, you heard me say in the beginning, this is the number one thing that women struggle with, desire. Not having a desire for sex, not having an emotion of wanting to have sex. All right, so many, many years ago, I'm sitting at a training and Dr. Ian Kerner, who is a sex educator and a sex therapist, is presenting at this lecture that I'm attending. And he talked about, that there is basically two main types of desire. So you have spontaneous desire and you have reactive or responsive desire, however you want to look at that. And essentially those are the two forms that we experience desire in. 
Now, here was the game changer for me as a, as a sex educator and especially as a business owner that essentially sells bedroom accessories and things to enhance people's sexual lives. Most women experience reactive desire. However, society portrays us in a way that we should want to experience more spontaneous desire. And that's just fucked up. <laughs> All right. So knowing the fact that reactive or responsive desire, if, if again, if you're listening as a woman, a vulva owner, that's when I say woman, that's who I'm referring to. People that own vulvas. Um, this, this is so important for you to know. So while we're seeing in, in media, in movies, in magazines and all these things that sex is portrayed as that, you know, I like to call it like that 50 shades of gray type style sex where, you know, shower scene, oh, I see my partner naked in the shower. All of a sudden I want to have sex or, oh, I'm, I'm naked in the shower and my partner walks in. Now all of a sudden I just, I want to have sex with them. Can, can we all just be real for a minute? There have been numerous times where I've been in the shower and my husband walks in like, hey, how's your day? Hey, what's going on? Hey, you gonna be in there much longer? I gotta poop, right? Like (laughs) these things all happen and I'm gonna tell you there's many instances in my life where that's happened and I don't, just because I'm naked in the shower bathing myself and all up in my pheromones and feels and he walks in, that doesn't mean all of a sudden I want him to join me in the shower. All of a sudden I'm like, oh, I have to end the shower right now and go have sex. That doesn't happen. Like the majority of the time that doesn't happen. So spontaneous desire is if you're someone that is in your in your teens or you're thinking back of that life in your sex life like it was in your teens or early 20s, you may have experienced more spontaneous desire, right? You would literally, you're dropping, the, you're doing the dishes and you drop anything to go and have sex with your partner. You get that booty call text in the middle of the night and you're like, fuck yes, I'm, an, I'm going, right? I'm getting it in. That, that is what would be categorized as spontaneous desire. But as we age and as our bodies change, we start to fall more into that reactive and, and responsive type desire. So when I say reactive and responsive, this, this means basically that something has to happen to us to be able to want to have sex. So we experience some sort of touch. We experience a look from our partner. We we smell something that is very enticing to us or we feel something that's very sexual um, or arousing to us. And then our body responds with desire. All right, so same, so I'll use the example of, and this is something that so many women tell me, they're like, you know, going into having sex with my partner, going into it, I'm like, meh, okay, fine. But once I get going, I start to enjoy it. That's the perfect example. It's like, yeah, I'm invited to the party. I really don't want to go to the party, but I'm going to go to the party because my best friend wants me to. And, you know, I want to be there for her. And so, but then when I get to the party, I have a grand old time, right? It's like, same thing with sex. I, I'm like, uh, okay, I can use this this example perfectly the other day. I receive a sex message from my husband. Hey, you know, I had this crazy sex dream of us last night and I woke up at like four in the morning, wanted to rip your clothes off and I figured, you know what? I'm not gonna wake you. I know how you are about your sleep, which thank God, don't don't wake me up to have sex. I'm in that person. Sorry, not sorry. So uh, so then he texted me later the other day, like, so I would like to uh, reenact that today when I get home from work. Does that work with your schedule? This just so happened to be on inauguration day. So I'm all up in my female power feels watching our first female vice president be be welcomed into our society and welcome into that role. 
And I'm like thinking, man, <laughs> he's going to be home in like 10 minutes. And I am all up in my pussy power feels right now. And, uh, okay, but this sounds really hot. And I know once I get into it, I'm going to start enjoying it. So thankfully, the timing matched up to where the point where he got home, the inauguration or the, the hype part of the inauguration was basically over. So I was like, okay, let me fulfill this man's fantasies of ripping off my clothes, not at 4 a.m. because he respected me and let me sleep, um, but instead at 1 p.m. on uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever day it was. <laughs> uh, so we get going, right? And so once I start, once we start engaging in that kissing and that touching, and, and clearly in this scenario, the focus was all on me, which I will never complain about, then naturally my body starts to develop that desire. I start to desire him more. I just start to desire sex more. And then the arousal start state starts to kick in where my body starts to now go through these physical changes. So that is the differences between that spontaneous and reactive or responsive desire. And here's the thing with, with reactive desire or responsive desire, most of the people that fall into this category actually need to plan sex. And so if you haven't already gone to my website, rachelmain.com and got my, my freebie on there, it's the five ways to get the foreplay you crave freebie. But one of those things on there actually talks about planning sex. And you, you might feel some type of way about planning sex, but I'm going to tell you, like anything that is important in your life, we make a plan for it. And planning sex could be as simple as, hey, you, me, that hot pair of red underwear that you love so much, bedroom, 3 p.m., right? Like that is an example of planning sex. It doesn't so much have to be this, this penciled in. And if you're thinking of, oh, my relationship has come to the point where I have to plan sex, I want to just challenge you a little bit on that. Like what, why do you feel that way? And can you shift your thinking to be more positive around planning sex? All right, so continuing with this, this desire stuff, we're almost to the end here and then I will open it up for that Q&A for those that are listening on the Clubhouse app. All right, so the exciters and blockers. So also your these are your turn off, turn ons and turn offs. You need to discover these for yourself. I've thrown this book wreck out for so many times, so many times, but Come As You Are by Emily Nagoski. They, she has a book and she also has uh, a workbook that you can actually literally figure out what your exciters and your blockers are. So discover these for yourself. This is so important. So you know what needs to be happening for you to feel that desire and for your body to start engaging in that arousal. And then vice versa, what you know definitely should not be happening, right? What are those blockers? What are those turnoffs for you? When you can identify these and have a conversation with your partner around what those look like, then there is so much power within that. And that can make your sex life so much more enjoyable and probably be experiencing more orgasms as well. And I just want to go back to this point. We receive so much pressure from society on what sex within couples should look like. Like, stop fucking comparing your sex life to anybody else's sex life. Stop it. Comparison is a thief of joy. Okay, here's the thing. Research shows that couples who sustain strong sexual connections are not the ones that are out there craving sex, nor are they the ones that are having this crazy, wild, seen-in-the-movies, adventurous type sex right? They're not even basing it off of the frequency of sex or how often orgasms are occurring for them. 
Did you all hear that? Those are all things that people do not compare a fulfilled, sexual, satisfied relationship to. Do you know what the predictor of a satisfied sexual relationship is? Cuddling. Yeah, cuddling after sex. That is the indicator in research. That is the number one thing that couples have identified that that is what their indicator of whether or not that sexual encounter was satisfying for them. Freaking cuddling, your aftercare. And you know what that says to me? Connection. Connection is the key. Stop comparing yourself to how crazy the sex was or how spontaneous the sex was or the fact if you had to plan it or not plan it. Stop it. It is about the connection. It is about that experience and that intimacy that you just created between yourself and your partner. Or if you're single as a Pringle, the intimacy and the pleasure that you created for your damn self. That's what this is about. And if you are listening and you're in a relationship, here's the two things that you need to focus on if you want to sustain a long-term sexually satisfied and fulfilling relationship. Number one thing, you need to see your partner as your best friend and treat them as your best friend. That's the number one thing. The second thing is to prioritize sex. Again, go to the website, rachelmain.com. Download my foreplay freebie. So many good tools in there. Things for you to engage with your partner and create that intimate connection with one another. I, I literally created it for this reason because I get asked so often, Rachel, what can I do? How can I increase desire? How can I become more aroused? How can I get aroused quickly? How can I actually maintain and achieve an orgasm in the bedroom? How can I tell my partner what I want in the bedroom? That all of these things are covered in this freebie that I created. And bonus, this freebie that that you can download, there is also extra things included with this. So masterclasses. So now I'm speaking directly to the people on Clubhouse that are listening to this. Tonight, Thursday, January 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern, I'm hosting a free masterclass on Zoom that is going to lay out exactly how to get what you want in the bedroom. So if you're struggling with the desire, if you're struggling with orgasm, with pleasure in general, this is something that you're going to want to attend. Uh, again, same website, rachelmain.com. It's, it's the same website for everything uh, to, get, to get to all the things. Um, so if, if today's episode really hit something with you, right? If you learned something from today's episode, take a screenshot right now on your device that you're listening on or if I'm playing through your car or wherever, take a screenshot. Share this with your social media people. People need to hear this. As I told you, this is the number one thing that I get asked about and especially it's with women. Women need to hear this information. They need to know that what they're experiencing is normal and they also need to know that that it doesn't have to stay this way. And especially if they're in a market where they don't want it to stay this way, where they wanting to increase effective change to their sexual life, they need to hear this episode. This is the starting point. When you press play on podcast episodes like this, that tells me that you are starting your investment into your sexual self. If you want to take that investment a little bit further, that's why I also offer individual and group coaching programs with people. So I work in three-month containers. So if right now is not the time for you, maybe in three months it will be the time for you. But I work with women specifically 
that want more for their sexual selves. They've been struggling with desire. They've tried things that aren't sticking with them. They haven't got the sexual health education that they need so much and that we lack so much within a society. These are what my programs are are based around. Providing people with education, normalizing the things that you're going through, and then providing ways that we can make it better. Not not change not change your partner not change what your relationship looks like we're not trying to change anybody but when you can educate yourself and and engage in new practices for yourself there's so much power behind that and there's so much more pleasure behind that when we can tell somebody what we want in the bedroom because we've done that work for ourselves and with ourselves to engage in self-pleasure practices then that makes it all the more easy to one achieve orgasm quicker definitely have more pleasure when you're in the bedroom again by yourself or with your partner and three live more sexually fulfilling relationships because we are going to talk about things like after aftercare which is what happens after sex what does that look like for you and your couple right now is it get up shower go tend to the kids right is there no sort of cuddling or connection afterwards Those are the things that we get to implement and really dig deep and work to improve when you are in the coaching program. And if you prefer to do that on an individual one-on-one setting with me, we have that. If you prefer to do this program amongst other women that are going through the same sorts of things that you are sexually and wanting the same sorts of improvements sexually, that's what the group program is for. Both happen over three-month containers, so you, you, you pick your way basically. And, all right, my final plug before we get off here. When you set up a call to talk about, if you're interested in this group coaching program or the individual coaching, let's chat. Seriously, I I don't put a link for people to buy my programs on my website specifically because I don't want people buying my programs or signing up to work with me if I don't even know who they are. If I don't know your story and you don't know my story yet, how the hell are you going to know if we're going to vibe well together? That's why I, I push having these, these chats over the phone or even just through social media texting back and forth because I truly want to make sure that if you're investing in something like this, that I'm a good fit for you and that you're a good fit for me. And, and we, can, we can be honest around those things because if they're not a good fit, there's no growth going to happen. And that's truly what I want for people. I want you to work with me and experience and literally crush your sexual goals that you have for yourself throughout my programs. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Remember, take a screenshot, share it with somebody because you never know who needs to hear that they are normal. And that's exactly what this episode was here to do. Normalize a lot of what we're feeling around desire and then provide some education around why we might be feeling that way. And then masterclasses and coaching programs are to get individually for you and pull back those layers and figure out what needs to happen for you as an individual, for you as a powerful fucking woman, what needs to change for you to have a better sexual life. All right. I love you guys. Until next week. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved it, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a thing. And if you loved it so fucking much, be sure to leave a five-star review. I'll see you next week. And until then, keep owning your sexual self.